Welcome to World Ocean Radio. I'm Peter Neal, director of the World Ocean Observatory. Sea level rise means coastal inundation, which means that agriculture grown in the coastal zone will inevitably feel the consequence and displacement of saltwater effect on plants grown, for both animals and humans reliant only on freshwater irrigation to flourish and survive. So too will the aquifers, from which irrigation water has been sourced, be turned more brackish, hence useless to sustain the status quo. One strategy in such circumstances is to retreat, and that is what many coastwise villages and urban centers are considering, planning, and in some cases, withdrawing from the most egregious areas of impact of ocean expansion and extreme weather. A second strategy is to adapt agriculture away from conventional harvest and to modify crops and methods to take advantage of, not run away from, the new conditions. Saltwater irrigation has been studied for decades, and in some areas, most notably Israel, India, and some areas of coastal Africa, experiments have succeeded partially on a local scale when there is no alternative. But as the freshwater supplies diminish or are corrupted, and as the topography of the coastal land is transformed, research and experiment has grown and demonstrated some plants and some approaches can signal the possibility of change as an alternative to abandonment and defeat. Our conventional food crops, wheat, corn, rice, potatoes, and soybeans, cannot tolerate salt. As these are central to our present diet, their loss is a global threat, increased by population growth and food security issues. In this context of loss, however, there is no dearth of opportunity. Salt water is available in copious amounts worldwide, and an estimated 43% of Earth's total land surface remains undeveloped, and 1.5% of that is coastal. Millions of acres that could be brought into use for animal and human food production without deforestation or further freshwater decline. Two questions pertain. What type of new crops can be developed for sustainable harvest? And what techniques can be invented to succeed without additional environmental damage? There are certain types of plants, called halophytes, that, like many of the original food plants we currently enjoy, can be domesticated for food, forage, even fertilizer. Certain seagrasses are among thousands of halophytes that include natural protein and digestible carbohydrates suitable for human consumption. One salt marsh succulent, Salicornia bibliovi, contains levels of oil and protein comparable to soybeans and have been the subject of field trials in Mexico, the United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, and India, with yields that equal or exceed the output of other oil seed grown from freshwater irrigation. A farm in the Netherlands has succeeded in growing saltwater irrigated vegetables such as carrots, onions, and potatoes, the latter particularly successful to the extent that four salt-tolerant varieties have been shipped to Pakistan, where saline-damaged lands are being reprogrammed to test potato farming at scale. Technology has played its part. Computer-controlled pipes, seawater and fresh, mixed into irrigation water tailored to eight different degrees of salinity. The supply adjusted through drip irrigation that matches the specific conditions and demands of the specific plant's growth requirement. The history of saltwater irrigation is a tale of a few determined prescient plant scientists, such as the work of ecologist Hugh Boyko and horticulturist Elizabeth Royko, who in 1949 went to Alat, a town on the Red Sea in the newly formed state of Israel, to test their theories for saltwater irrigation 
and who published their results in Scientific American in 1967. Other researchers include Edward Glenn, J. Jed Brown, and James W. O'Leary from the University of Arizona, who have promoted several of the examples I've described here, along with others from the Arab world where the problem has been of immediate concern for a long, long time. What seems most interesting to me is the possibility of multiple overlapping systems. For example, another Scientific American article by Claude E. Boyd and Jason W. Clay recently described the possible synergy between shrimp aquaculture, halophyte farms, fertilizer recovery, and compost production, with the needs and waste of each applied to the need and waste of the next, a new natural assembly line, a succession of innovations self-supporting and self-sustaining. If you add solar and ocean geothermal energy to power this integrated enterprise, and a desalination plant to provide drinking water and sanitation for the community and fresh water from the ocean to mix with the salt, you will have invented an entirely new approach to efficiently and sustainably provide the sustenance upon which life, now and to come, will depend. We will discuss these issues and more in future editions of World Ocean Radio. Thank <music> you.